Yeah, hallelujah. Let's give it up for Brother John filling in this morning. Of course, we're, we're always blessed to have Brother Rod and Brother Gary. Uh, you guys make it easy to preach, without a doubt. Thank you, Brother John. Oh, glory to God. Man, the Spirit of the Lord, they say where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I'm going to say it one more time. I say the Word says where the Spirit of God is, there's freedom. Man, I'm glad I'm free this morning. Amen? Well, praise God. If you got your Bibles, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Amen? You like that one? <laughs> I told Nana what I was doing, but I told her I wasn't going to tell you. So it says, the title of today's sermon is Let's Go Racing. Now, I promise you we're not going to get out here and line up and, and, and get down and race each other, and, and we're not going to go down to the drag strip or Talladega. Uh, but, but I'm going to talk to you about in 1 Corinthians 9. Paul talks about running the race that's set before us. Amen? I just thought it was kind of appropriate because it's racing season, so. Let's go racing, boys. Boogity, boogity, boogity. <laughs> Man. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to start at verse 24. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. He says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain that prize. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. Ooh. But we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run this race not with uncertainty. Thus I do not fight with uncertainty. Not as one who beats the air. But as one who has disciplined my body. And I bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others. I myself should be disqualified. Father right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word. Because your word's anointed Lord. <laughs> I said I thank you for your word. Because your word's anointed Lord. Now, I just ask that you anoint me, Father God. Burn me up, Father God. Let nothing come out of my mouth that does not bring you glory. Let nothing come out of my mouth, Father God, that's of my own, but only led by the Holy Spirit of the living God. And I thank you for that. I thank you that hearts and minds are being opened right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you that the word that's going out will, will not return void according to your word, Father God, and your scripture, Father God. And I thank you for your word because it's alive. And it's sharper than any two-edged shore. So we give this sermon to you, Father God. And we ask that you bless it and be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's go racing. So Paul, back then, let me give you all a little background. Because I always like to give you a background. So what Paul is doing here, he's relating to the people at the church of Corneth. Because back then, their form of entertainment, they didn't have Roku or Dipstick or whatever all those things are. What is it called? Fire stick dipstick <laughs> they didn't have all that stuff so their form of entertainment was let's line a couple people up and, and, and watch them race you know they would do horses and chariots they'd put them inside the Colosseum as a matter of fact the Roman Emperor Nero he got bored with that kind of entertainment so he just started capturing Christians people that was of the way and he would throw them in the Colosseum and then turn lines loose on it and that was their form of entertainment we got it bad, don't we? So Paul is relating to the church at Corinth in a way of saying, run your race. 
they could relate to that. When he started putting the word race out there, they knew what that meant. Are you running to come in second place? Or are you coming to win the race? So that's what Paul was doing there. Like I said, horses and carriages, men, whatever, and then it got to the point to where it was humans running from lions. So they could relate to this. Amen? Now the question I have for the church this morning, those watching out on Facebook is, and, and, and Pap and Nana, y'all are disqualified from answering this question. But what is it that we have to do first in order to get into the race? What is it we have to do first in order to get into a race? Now, if you go down here to Talladega or Bristol or wherever it is, and, and if the car wants to be on the starting grid, that car, that car first must qualify. Come on, somebody. Y'all stay with me on this, all right? First, you must qualify. So the question is, what qualifies us to be in the race that Paul's talking about at the church of Corinth? What gives us the right to even be in the starting blocks to race the race that God has set before us? First, we must be qualified. What qualifies us? Turn with me over to Romans. Y'all stick with me on this. We're going to go to Romans chapter 5. Woo, I get excited when I go to Romans chapter 5. And we're going to start at verse 6. And I'm just going to go ahead and go for the sake of time. Y'all get there and it's going to be on the board. But Romans chapter 5, we're talking about what qualifies us to be in the race. It says, for when we were yet still, when we were out of strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. It says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man. But God demonstrated his own love towards you and I in that yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's exciting to know. He says here that much more, now pay attention, much more than having now been justified by Jesus' blood. You want to know what qualifies you to get in the race? It's the blood of Jesus. There's nothing you and I can do to get into this race. Come on, I got one that understands it. I said there's nothing that you and I, get your thumbs ready back there, Miss Kayla. We're fixing to go somewhere with this, Okay. There's nothing that you and I can do, church, understand this. There's nothing that you and I can do to earn the love of Jesus Christ. He showed it to us, yet even when we were sinners, it says right here in the book of Romans, that he spilled out his blood to qualify us for the race that he was going to set before us. Amen? Does everyone understand that? There's nothing I can do. I can't get enough of sponsors. I can't get enough of support. I can't get a big enough engine to get qualified for this race, but only God could send his son to qualify me for this race. Let's go racing. Let's go racing. Go to John chapter 1 right quick. I'm telling you, I'm going to run through this fast today. Y'all get your fingers on. We're racing, right? John chapter 1, we're going to start at verse 10. We're talking about the blood of Jesus that qualifies us for this race. Uh, John says right here, he was in the world talking about Jesus. And the world was made through him and the world did not know him. Jesus, he's talking about in verse 11, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. Verse 12 is where the emphasis is. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. We don't have to wear a suit with a bunch of Jesus fishes on it. We don't have to have our little symbols on our Facebook page. We don't need the sponsors. 
as many that came to believe in the name of Jesus Christ, the Word says that He gave them the right to be called a child of God. That puts you in the steering wheel, brother. That puts you behind the steering Ain't that exciting to know that He handed you the keys and said, Drive. Not nothing that you did. Not nothing that I did, Brother James. But the blood. See, we forget about the blood a lot of times anymore. We don't want to talk about the blood anymore. It's the blood of Jesus that delivered y'all. It's the blood of Jesus that set me free. It's the blood of Jesus that heals your body. It's the blood of Jesus that restores relationships. It's the blood of Jesus that qualifies us to run the race. Praise God. That's exciting. The blood, Marty. I'm excited about the blood. Hallelujah. You know, it said, it said on over in John, this, this, well, we'll stop right there. We'll go ahead. My point number two. So once you get qualified, I'm just going to stop there with the blood. I think y'all got it. After you get qualified for a race, the next thing is, have you arrived at that point? Have you took the checkered flag? Once you qualify, does that mean that you're automatically in, in, in the uh, victory circle or whatever, winner circle? No, thank you. Y'all, thank you. <laughs> no, you got to compete. That's my second point. You got to get qualified. Once you get qualified, then you got to compete. What does that look like in the race that Paul's talking to the church at Corinth? What does it look like to compete in the kingdom of God's race? Oh, look at me. I qualified. But are you competing? Don't you know I'm qualified? I do know you're qualified. But are you competing? What does it look like to compete? Let's go to 1 Timothy. Amen? I'm telling you, I'm going to run through this today. I'm never wearing a sweater vest again, neither. Mm-hmm. 1 Timothy chapter 6. What it means to compete. Come on, somebody. We're going to start at verse 6 and read through 12. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, listen, I'm not here to step on anyone's toes this morning. If it steps on your toes, y'all take it up with God because today's a, a day of candy. Today's a day of candy. Okay, y'all remember that. But if you get conviction, that's on you. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. Now, godliness with contentment is a great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and we can certainly leave with nothing. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. Come on. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare into foolish and harmless lusts, harmful lusts, which down, which from drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, the word says, for which some have strayed from their faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through many sorrows. Verse 11 says, but you, say that's me, church. But you, O man of God, flee from these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. It says in verse 12, to fight the good fight of faith. Now we're in competition. Now we're competing because we're not caught up on the worldly things, but we're fighting the good fight of faith. That makes us competitive. Woo! I don't know about you, but I get excited because I know this much, Larry Dillard. The things that we go through in our lives, we're not fighting against. 
It's not you and me that's got the trouble. It's the enemy trying to separate you and me, brother. You hear what I'm saying, people? Do you hear what I'm saying, brother? Shoulders, that thing that you got going on in your life. It's not the probation officer's fault. It's not stepmama's fault. It's not whatever fill in the blanks fault. It ain't the fine. It ain't the stock market. It sure ain't Washington, D.C. But there's something going on. And if you're not fighting a good fight of faith, then you're just kind of swinging in the air. Amen? We got to learn to compete. A spiritual battle's going on. We're not fighting with these. We're fighting with them up here. Hallelujah. The word compete. You got, it, you got it right there. The word compete means to strive and win something by defeating or establishing superiority over something greater than yourself. Come on, somebody. I'm here to tell some people in this church this morning or those that are listening, I'm here to tell you right now in the name of Jesus Christ, that thing that you've been fighting, that thing that you've been battling, the thing that's been trying to take your family out for so long. Listen, God's not saying fight on your own strength. He's saying fight the good fight of faith. It's the good fight of faith that's going to overcome it. Whew. Let's go to Ephesians 6. Come on, Holy Spirit. You gotta fight. You gotta fight. He says, Finally, my brother, and be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Come on, y'all. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness that are placed in heavenly places. Therefore, we take up the whole armor of God. Come on now, the whole armor of God uh, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, what do we do? We stand some more. Come on, having girded up your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15 says, and having shod your feet with preparation of the gospel of peace. Come on. Above all, you take on the shield of faith. You take on the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Verse 17 says, and take on the helmet of salvation. That's the head of it all. And he says, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's how you fight. You hear me? We want to get on Facebook and throw punches. I'm going to stay candy. I'm going to stay candy today. We want to do some backbiting and some whispering. Because I know if I tell him, he's going to go tell him. Nothing, no, nothing. You get what I'm saying? So we want to fight in a sneaky kind of way. He says, get in the word of God. He says, get in the word of God. He says, put on that breastplate of faith and fight the good fight, Jeremiah. We fight standing on faith. I say we fight standing on our faith. We fight by living a righteous life. If we're living a righteous life, the fiery darts that the enemy is throwing at us, they're blanks. See, we give the enemy the ammunition through fear and unrighteousness. He's got a big old gun, Larry. And I picture it like them cartoons, you know, the barrel on it that long. And he's trying to accuse you of something, and he's got it at you. But through faith and righteous living, we can just put our thumb in it like old Bugs Bunny used to do Elmer Fudd. 
Yeah, because it's blanks. Tie it in a knot. It's blanks. Fear cripples us when we see the accusation coming our way. We see the doctor's report. We see the weather's coming. We see whatever's going on legally in our life. And all of a sudden it looks like a big gun barreling down on us. There's no hope. But I'm here to tell you, if you're fighting the good fight of faith, stick your thumb in it. Glory. To strive and to win. That means to compete, to strive and to win something greater than yourself by accomplishing superiority over that thing. Bump drafting, baby. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? Paul says, run the race. He says, run it to win. What's the first loser? Oh, the second place is the first loser. Not that no one's losers. Don't get me wrong. I told you I stand candified today. We fight standing on our faith and righteousness. We fight on the word. That's how we stand, by, by standing on the word. We fight by standing on the rock of our salvation. We fight by standing on Jesus. Remember, he's the one who qualified us. If he's the one who qualified us, why wouldn't we stand on him during the race? A lot of people want to change sponsors. A lot of people want to change sponsors. That brother Houston down there, that son gun said something that offended me. I'm going I'm to go somewhere else. Something happened somewhere at some time that you got, the, the music wasn't sung right or, or, or it's too hot in there or it's, too, it's definitely hot in here. But the, they done communion wrong or whatever it is. All of a sudden, I want to change sponsors. See, you're looking for something to suit your comfortability. Competing means there's going to be some competition, right? There's going to be some fights. And usually the battles that we're losing is the ones that we're not standing on our faith come on somebody it's the ones that we're not standing in a righteous way of living when we're losing battles in certain areas of our life it's because we're not standing on the word of god we're not standing on the rock of jesus we're not standing on our faith we're trying to reason here i heard a great preacher say one time god's not reasoned he's revealed god's not reasoned he's revealed <laughs> so when you're fighting something in your life and you need God to be revealed stop reasoning and get in your faith amen come on somebody I'm going to go ahead and go to my next one hallelujah alright let's go to Hebrews let's go to Hebrews 12.1 I'm not going to my next point yet come on Holy Spirit he, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, we're talking about competing. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that was set before us, looking to Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father at the throne of God. He said, run the race that's set before you I got one of these news flashes your race ain't my race 
See, your race ain't Marty's race. Your race ain't my race. And my race ain't your race. But we're all in a race. God has placed us in a race. And he's qualified us. And he's saying, compete and run your race. You know where your race begins at? In your home. If you're losing the race at home, out here in the world, I promise you, you ain't going to have a choice at all, no chance at all, but you got to win the race at home. You have a ministry. We all have a ministry. I pray that all people are called to prophesy, Paul said, but you all have a ministry. It may not be behind the pulpit or the piano. It may just be behind the work desk. It may be helping little junior with their homework and showing them the morals and the values of Christian upbringing. There's where your ministry belongs and starts. It's right in front of you. It's in the line at the dollar store. It's on your knees at the altar. We all have a ministry. We all have a ministry. My ministry's not your ministry. Praise God. Y'all wouldn't get no sleep. We all have a race to run. The author of Hebrews said, run the race that's set before you. We get too worried about other people's races. We want to look at their races. We want to look at their, their car hauler. We want to look at their racetrack. And we forget that God placed us in our own race. Amen. So we get qualified, we get to compete, and now we got to finish and win. Gail, go ahead and get there. Acts 20. We're running to win, right? Are y'all with me? Acts 20. I feel like I've been running. Third point's finish and win. Acts 20, verse 22. And he says, and see now, he's talking about Paul right here. It says, and see now I go bound in the spirit in Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there. Watch this. Except that the Holy Spirit testifies. Mm. I'm going to start over. And see now I go bound into the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that's going to happen to me there, except that I know the Holy Spirit testifies in every city that I'm going to have trials, chains, and tribulations. That's hard to get excited about, ain't it? I don't know what's going to happen, but I know they're going to try to chain me up. Let me tell you something. For the last year, the church has got chained up. Listen to me, Steve. They took COVID and wrapped it around the church and chained them up. Paul said, I'm chained up, but I'm still lifting up. Look here, Paul said, I might be chained up in physical shackles like the church was, but the word of God can never be chained in the name of Jesus. We're talking about running a race. Paul goes on and says, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself. And he says that so that I may finish my race with joy in the ministry which I have received from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify of the gospel of grace. This brother was going to get his head chopped off. He knew it. 
He said, all I know is this. I don't know what it's going to look like, and this is what we need to be saying. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know how it's going to happen. All I know is something bad's going to happen. But at the end of the day, when I face adversity, when people try to put chains on my legs and hold me down, I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus because the Word of God cannot be chained. Woo! Glory! Finishing and winning. Paul was finishing. And he was winning. Let's go to James chapter 1. We're going to wrap this thing up. We're talking about finishing and winning. You ever thought about the race that God's laid out in front of you? I mean, why does my race have these cautions in it? Why is it sometimes I got penalized for going too fast on pit road? Why is it that I red-lighted and got in front of God a couple times? But I'm still in the race. Jesus Christ gave us our buyback, brother. Come on, somebody. Jesus gave me a buyback. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but. But I praise God for it. Although there may have been bumps and crashes in the race, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish my race. And what is it going to look like when we finish? Who wants the little trophy when they win? Huh? You know the little participation trophy? You know the one I'm talking about. The one y'all are mad about every time they hand one to your kids. Y'all want the MVP. I want the big trophy. Amen? I want the big trophy because I've been running with endurance. Jesus, you qualified me and you gave me a race. And I'm running it. I'm running it the best that I can. With the Lord's help, chains wrapped around me. I hope y'all got what I was saying a minute ago without elaborating on that a whole lot. Like, those, those principalities and powers of darkness tried to put chains on the church and take it out. With this whole COVID thing. Is COVID real? Absolutely. But the word of God cannot be bound. That's what I'm getting at. Y'all go back and read that. Acts 20. 22 through 24. Y'all read that in your prayer time. Because I know y'all are praying and studying the word of God. Right? Amen. James 1. Verse 12. We're talking about finishing. He says, blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. That's the trophy I'm looking for. That's the trophy I'm looking for. I want the crown of life, not the little participation trophy. I'm going to talk to you about the participation trophy. Then we're going to have an altar call. And if y'all want to come up here to the altar, y'all are more than welcome. But 1 Corinthians 3 Go ahead and start playing some music, Gail, if you don't care. Y'all like music? Or pap, whoever wants to come or whatever, however y'all want to do it. Come play the piano. Yeah, that's fine, Gail. He's going to play. Okay, whatever. Y'all figure it out. I don't know. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. Verse 9 says, for we are God's fellow workers. 
You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me, as a wise master builds, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. Verse 11. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid upon Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it's revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work, that's you and I, that's how we competed. If anyone's work, the word says, which he has built on endures, he will receive his reward. That's the big trophy. But the flip side, if anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. Here comes the little trophy. He will suffer loss, but he himself, he'll be saved. Yet so is through the fire. I'm going to bring that into just a couple quick sentences. What that's saying is, however you compete in the race that God has laid out before you, is how you're going to be rewarded. When he qualified you, you got into heaven. But when he equipped you, how did you use it? He's gave you a 5,000 horsepower engine. It's called the Holy Ghost. And he says, go out and win souls. So when I stand before my God, on that day, and everything that I've done in my life, from being a husband, to being a pastor, to being a father, to being a friend, to being a disciple of Jesus Christ, or just being about Houston, it's all going to be laid at his feet. And then he's going to test it by the word, fire! I pray to God that I'm not standing in ashes that day. There's going to be people that think they've done all this. You remember the word says, Lord, didn't we do this? Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we take food to the sick? Didn't we do this? Didn't we? He says, depart from me. Your works are burnt up because you were doing it for you and not for him. There's going to be pastors of huge churches. They're going to be over their head in ashes when they lay their works before, before the Jesus, the Lord. And it's tested by fire. Because they were competing for their self. They were running their own race. Does that mean they don't get into heaven? The word says, yeah, you'll get there. If you don't slip too far. But you're going to stand in ashes. I do not want to walk into the pearly gates with the stench of ash on me. Run the race, man. Run the race. I don't care if you're 14 or if you're 80. Run your race. Are y'all with me? Are we good? He put a race out there on you, brother. He put a race on us. He qualified us with the blood. That message of reconciliation, right? You know what that is. 
It's where you was before you knew Jesus and where you are now. Only thing that can bring that together is the blood, right? That's it. Because that, that, that chasm is so far apart that only the blood can connect where you was and who he is. And you run your race. You compete to the best of your ability. Then one day we'll finish this thing and win. Amen. All hearts and minds good? Everybody good? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you that your word went before us today, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that, that this work right here today, when it's tested, Father God, I'll get the big trophy on this one today because I believe I was in your perfect will, and I believe that your, that your flock received the perfect will of God over their life today, Father God. I believe that. I believe that, Lord. Now, we thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus that qualifies us. We thank you for the race that you set before us and the, and the Holy Ghost power that you've given us to run that race, Father. And we thank you that one day we'll stand before you, Lord. We'll finish this thing, and you'll hand us the big trophy without any ash upon it. And we praise you for that, Lord. I thank you for the praise and worship. I thank you for the visitors here today in this congregation. I thank you for those that are watching on live stream. Until we meet again, Father, we give the rest of this week to you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.